Welcome everyone to the Revival and Queen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley. And I'm Sarah. We're so excited to be seeing each other virtually again this week, Sarah, during this crazy, crazy time. Hello. How are you? Hello. Oh, so good. I've been inside all day and I've been enjoying it thoroughly, to be honest with you. (laughs) I know the weather was kind of a little bit womp womp today. So it was kind of a cozy day in, right? I'm so happy. I'm actually like very much embracing being inside and, and enjoying it. Amazing. I should be drinking beer right now, but I actually just poured a glass of white wine. But today we're talking about everything to do with beer and Two Crows Brewery. We talked to Jeremy Taylor, who is the head brewer at Two Crows, and Nick Ogden, operations manager. Yes. Did I say that right? <laughs> Nick Ogden. Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> And actually, Jeremy's one of the founders of Two Crows Brewing. So he founded it with two other people. Um, And what I found out, what we both found out when we recorded this, was that Nick was also with the team from day one. And I actually, I don't know if he would refer to his role as this, but I would refer to it as a meteoric rise from vegan hot dog flipper to operations manager in just a couple of years. That's right. That's a big, big jump, Sarah. (laughs) I actually was scrolling through their Instagram the other day and I saw a picture of him uh, and it actually did have the story of how he actually met a husband and wife founder. So check that out. There's, they're doing amazing things and we love to support everyone here locally in Halifax, especially at this time. I know that you can order some beer for delivery from Two Crows right now. So we want to make sure that people are doing what they can to support local businesses as well. Yeah. If you're anywhere in Nova Scotia, you can order from Two Crows Brewing and they will send it to you. Or if you're in Halifax, they'll deliver. So lots of, uh, and we, we tasted the beer, very delicious beer. I have to tell you, I had a great, well, Ashley, you weren't there in person, but you had a beer remotely. (laughs) All of the Two Crows beers are freaking awesome. And there's a nice variety. So you could actually line yourself up a lovely little beer tasting. I think we're that- going to do that as soon as we can hang out again, Sarah. We're going to, we're doing it. I actually, Dinner party and beer. I actually, yeah, I want to do a beer pairing. Jeremy told us about that and I had genuinely never thought about that. So overall in this episode, you and I are new to beer. We'll say relatively naive to the concept other than having tasted We dabble some. here and there. Yeah. I would say dabble. Although the day we recorded this was the day after I had a massive hangover from beer. And I was like, wasn't sure that I could drink it again, to be honest. But I find beer is one of those things when I am hungover, that is all I want to drink. It kind of gets me back on the saddle. Oh, God, love really? it. I feel like beer's the thing that makes me hungover. Really? And why I don't drink it often. Oh, God, no. I had, if okay, let me be honest with you. This is where it started. I just, this is just coming back to me now. Like, I didn't write this in my, <laughs> in my show notes. Um, when I was 21, for my 21st birthday, I think, we went to the Lower Deck here in Halifax, which is a lovely little bar. My birthday's in the dead of summer. And I had, like, an all-day, all-night drinking party delight all beer and I remember 21 being hung over for two days after like I remember two days later having to drag myself out of my house to go to someone's 
house with a pool just to like get outside and I still felt like I was going to die. I think that was when I thought, hmm, I'm not going to drink beer after <laughs> beer after beer anymore. Yet I yeah. did two weekends ago. <laughs> I don't can't remember the last time I had a beer hangover because I don't think I drink it in big quantities. It reminds me of summer. Maybe having pizza or nachos and beer is a really good combination Ooh. or being at a hockey game. Like if I go to an NHL game, I'm having a cold beer or a couple. Oh my God. Okay. So tell me then, this is a great question. Your ultimate beer pairing. You just gave a couple of examples. Are they it? Like what is your ultimate beer pairing? Ooh, I feel like nachos and beer is Ooh. probably the thing I do the most because I love like salsa nachos or guac and nachos as a treat. So I feel like that goes really nice. But do you know what's coming to mind right now is like a sausage <laughs> beer. Yes. yes. Okay. And I know you would appreciate that because you I'm, love sausage. Oh, I, <laughs> excuse me, well, Ashley. I mean, you know, the type of sausage I'm talking about. I don't know that that clarified anything at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, take maybe. it as you will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no one's upset by the accusation. Anyways. Um, so I'm with you. Like you said nachos and beer. That sounds so good. And just to be different, I was going to be like, I want like a Guinness and sausage and French fries and like. I thought you were going to say like fish and brews or something very Newfoundlander. Or what did we go beans and you got beans and something when beans. we went to St. John's. Yeah. I get sausage and beans. And, yeah, and Guinness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Match made in heaven. It's not like as refreshing as the nachos, but it's like so warm and good on like a Sunday in the mm. winter. Yeah, that's mm. probably like my ultimate pairing. I love that. Okay, so a couple things in this episode, just to recap, and then we got like a ton of questions and facts, obviously. You and I knew nothing about beer. Jeremy and Nick introduced us to beer. So we learned things like what lagers are or ales or stouts, even about hops, which I had no idea. We had, we had to like, we kind of had to let Jeremy and Nick know a little bit that we were below. They had to start from beer zero. Intri- yeah. <laughs> they had to start from zero. We learned about beer pairings, which was really nice. And one of probably the most interesting parts of the conversation was actually learning about two crows and kind of the craft brewery industry and like the community around there. It's a really cool industry. Everyone, you know, it's growing quickly, but everyone kind of works together. Um, And I, one of the biggest takeaways from this is like, there's such a creative side to beer. And I think that two crows kind of embodies that. So it's cool to learn about all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I I think so too. I knew a little bit. My brother really likes beer and the the process. I think he even tried to make some or talked about making some before. So I knew a little bit about what hops are and things like that. But I was more so shocked about the whole aspect in the amount of uh, water that goes into beer and how the minerals and all those things actually make a good beer, which shocked me. I never, ever thought about it that way. So definitely quality of water. I forgot about that. Ash. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that that was really cool. And I think that that is what makes certain regions um, better. And they talk more in depth about that, of course, and uh, what they think the best country is uh, for producing a beer, too. So I I was kind of surprised by their answer, but it makes sense. <laughs> it's a very we won't give too chat. much away. <laughs> we will not give too much away. But this is a good chat. And on this topic of beer, Ashley, as we are expanding our beer, I don't know what we're expanding. Game? game perfect perfect 
What? Um, do you have any favorite beers? Um, do you know what I really like in the U.S. is Yingling? And I do like a Blue Moon, which is more of a citrusy kind of beer. But then, of course, the classics. I do love a Coors Light or like a Miller Light, I guess, if you're Mm. in the States. And a Corona at times. Corona has a time and a place, I think. Uh, No shade for me. (laughs) No. But some people really don't like it and think it's too skunky and and flavorless, perhaps. But I I think it's refreshing. They are fancier beer drinkers than I am. We don't judge. We don't judge. Um, I, so I'm new to the craft beer industry. Industry? I don't know if that's what we're even calling it. <laughs> that's such a great statement, Sarah. I'm new to the craft beer industry. <laughs> so I don't um, have, I don't have like a lot of cool beers that I would call um, my favorite. My favorite is a Guinness. And I get made fun of for this a lot. It's just like, I like a, a stout um but that's genuinely my favorite beer or i also like the 1664 is that one i what just is that do you know those ones in the blue bottle and they're kind of citrusy they're in the short blue mm. bottles like cronenberg ones i like mm. those and then i also like um radlers which i don't feel like is a real um, beer i don't think so <laughs> Isn't but, that a cider, half cider, half beer? Like half I think half? it's like beer and juice mix. Mm, but I mean. I don't like those. Did no? you know that some people mix beer with Clamato juice when they're hung? I think that's another hangover drink. A shandy is beer and ginger ale. Okay. Oof. But I do have to say my favorite Two Crows beer um, is the Jamboree. And I think that's their sour beer. I'm just making sure. But it was. I do like sour beers. This one was so. Yeah. Fruited sour. It was so like summery. It was like a. Mm. It was like summer in a beer. And I have to say it was. I really, really, really like that beer. I've had That'd it before. That'd be refreshing. So refreshing. So those and as are Sarah my- mentioned, I wasn't there. I wasn't able to be there. I was still in and I almost am done. My two weeks of self-isolation. Um, so I didn't get to taste any, but as soon as I can and I'm back in the city, I am going to get some delivery. Ash, I'm just putting up. an order in for us right now as we're recording. <laughs> Good. When we can finally see each other in small groups, we will still be obeying by the rules, everyone. You know what? I might even just send a pack to you and I'll send a pack to me and we'll do it remotely. Why wait? Yeah. Why change what we've already figured out at this point? <laughs> All right, Ash, I got some beer facts for you okay are you interested in those <laughs> yes I don't you are. think i have a choice you're not you have none <laughs> <laughs> if you were to guess how many calories do you think a guinness has 12 ounces so a little specifically less than- a guinness yeah um i think a guinness because i used to have a personal trainer she was also a nutritionist shout out to emily and she used to say guinness was the healthiest beer and best beer to drink so i'm gonna say shout out to emily 120 calories are you kidding me? It's 125. So you're insanely yeah. accurate. That was so close. That, that was, was just a guess. I'm, I thought it was going to be something way more. By your I reaction. thought you were going to do like 600 or something insane. Okay. Well, not I know, that high. But I remember her saying that specifically, I think because of the high iron and some of the minerals and things that it does. Have. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just spitballing here. To be fair, I basically just drink Guinness for the iron. And I did that. My main Win-win source of situation. iron. 
Um, but as a reference point, Bud Light has 110 calories for 12 ounces. So it's actually so close. 15 calories wow. in the difference. And you wouldn't think that because Guinness is so much thicker and richer. So much richer. Ashley, which country consumes the most beer per capita in the world? Per capita. Is this like an obvious one or not obvious? I don't think you'll get it, but like you might get the, you might get in the region. Germany? No, I was thinking you would guess that though. I would have guessed that. I was going to say United States too, but I don't know. No? Czech. Czech Republic. Okay. Yeah. I also think the Czech Republic is just Czech now. I don't know if that's true or not. I think they changed. Not, Check I'm not correcting is. you. I'm more so just curious. I'm going to look it up. I believe you. <laughs> okay. How of beer is one of the most popular drinks in the world. I accidentally texted you the answer to this, but if you haven't read I didn't it, lo- I didn't see it. Perfect. What number? Where does beer rank in terms of most popular drinks in the world? Three. Uh, are you kidding me? That you're did right. Did you send that to you? I'm did. opening my messages. Now. No, you're right. I it didn't. Even, I swear popular, I didn't see it. Their most popular drink on earth after water and tea. What? Okay, I was thinking. I I actually wasn't even thinking in context of drinking. I was thinking in alcohol order. But no, it like apparently trumps, it trumps everything. Else. I'm going to be honest. That one came from FactRetriever.com, and I actually like went to the source to try to find it because I was like, this doesn't seem Fact right. Check. But I think it is right. Okay, now I've just got some fun facts for you because I don't want to like overwhelm you. <laughs> With the guessing game. So this was just the weirdest thing I've ever read. In Great Britain alone, 93,000 liters of beer are rumored to be lost in facial hair each year. (laughs) How many? 93,000 liters. Oh, I don't. That seems outrageous i don't even know how you would get that so what do they do just like do an experiment of in one person and just calculate that by the number of people they think that drink beer and have facial hair i would say i don't think it's yeah, an accurate that sounds number. about right yeah okay also oh i'm gonna mess this up a cerevesophile that's not how you say that but it's something like that a cerevesophile is an aficionado of beers and ales mm, fancy Okay, this one you're going to like. Hops, which is the bittering agent in beer, and actually Jeremy describes in the episode for us, belongs to the family of cannabis. Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew it had something to do with that. Yeah. They're all connected. They look like little dried up kind of buds, very similar to marijuana plants. I'm so down in in that. Anyways, I'm impressed. Um, Mm. If you had to pick... Just a quick shout out to our homeland, Canada. Ash, if you had to pick a province that drank the most beer, which one would you go with? Per capita. Nova Scotia. Well, you could go with that, but you would not be correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe one that's more densely populated. Um, Alberta? No. Really? Quebec. (laughs) Quebec is uh, second. First, Newfoundland obviously really <laughs> not just well not obviously but then quebec and then pei what maybe all the summer people loading up well it's all per capita so you know you're that's just true. they're they're just laying it on i love it so that's that it those amazing. are all my beer facts for you ashley thank you 
And the last one is shout out to craft breweries in Canada. This was kind of, this was just interesting. There's in 2015, so five years ago, 640 different craft breweries. And I think it's been growing since then. So there are a ton. Mm. And like you said, so many, always worth supporting them. They're fantastic. And so creative. And there's always cool stories and cool, um, like, I don't know, just what they're doing and helping the community and getting people more involved in beer. And they always have a food aspect too. So it's kind of a full service experience, not just about tasting and trying beer. Um, they've totally created a cool environment. And that was the funnest thing about talking to to Jeremy and Nick is like, they each have stories behind every single beer they produce. And I feel like when you, even if you're not physically in a craft brewery, if you like emailed them or wrote to them through social media, they would like tell you some of the stories and be happy to share kind of dope they were awesome they were awesome and i'm just scrolling through their website which is two crowsbrewing.com the number two and they have dope swag i just want to order a (laughs) t-shirt right now so um definitely check that out and of course like we mentioned before support them right now or other local establishments and breweries and, and do what you can to order um, just because we're inside at this time doesn't mean you can still have that sense of normalcy and have fun and play cards and ha- call friends like Sarah and I are doing and having having a drink. So definitely. And this way you stay. can stay inside and the beer can come to you. Even better. Even this better. This is the new way of life. <laughs> All right, Ash. I'm so stoked for this episode. Shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Yay. All right. Today we are talking all things beer. Welcome to another episode. We've got this week Nick and Jeremy here from Two Crows. Jeremy is the head brewer and one of the founders and Nick is the operations manager and they've been, Nick's been there since before day one. So you guys are, are the part of the origin story of Two Crows. Mm, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It would have been called worse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome both of you. We're Thank so you. happy Thank to you. have you here. Thanks, yeah. Thank Thanks you. for having us. And for everyone listening, Two Crows Brewing is a local craft brewery here in Halifax. We're big fans. So today we're going to be doing some beer tasting and also learning about, we know nothing about beer. Ash? We don't. We drink it occasionally, but we're not huge beer people but it's such a big thing now especially the craft brewery so we just really want to understand kind of more about you guys and uh, craft beer in general because uh, we know nothing like Sarah just said right on a, a, a lot of days we feel like we know nothing oh absolutely yeah <laughs> we might be in the same boat here. Sure you know <laughs> I love that yeah. so can you guys tell us a little bit about two crows and kind of your origin story yeah, you bet. So, yeah, we started up, we opened our doors uh, January 2017. We're right on Brunswick Street downtown, about a block north of the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the founders of the brewery are myself. Um, I'm sort of the, the guy who makes the beer. And then uh, a couple, Mark and Kelly Heisink. And Mark is an accountant by, by trade. And Kelly is, uh, she was in real estate. Uh, so she sort of does the sales aspect of things. Mark does all the, the bookkeeping and numbers <laughs> behind the and everything. Scenes. Yes, <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when when we all sort of uh, were introduced together, Mark had a 
had a business plan for a, a brewery, but uh, Mark being an accountant, it was all about the numbers and uh, dollars and cents. And mm. I had actually, uh, as part of my brewing education, I came up with a business plan for a brewery too. Um, and, and I'm from Vancouver originally, but I had an idea of starting a brewery in Halifax. Um, really? But myself being a brewer, I my, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow, yeah. Cool. My, well, my wife is from, uh, from yeah. Dartmouth originally, and so my our goal was always to come come here. Oh. But uh, my business plan, because I'm a brewer, it completely neglected all the financials uh, <laughs> and it just focused on the beer. So when when Mark and I met up, uh, we just kind of jammed our business plans together, yeah. and it uh, kind of went in the right direction. <laughs> so far, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. how it kind of evolved. I moved out here um, early 2016 to start the build out of the brewery, and I think we got our keys to the space in July of 2016. So it took a, a bunch of months to build it all out. It always takes mm. several months more and a yeah. whole lot more money than you anticipate. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it opened our door early 2017. So yeah. we've been open just over three years now. Yeah, those are big milestones, like the first three years in any yeah. business. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a it's been a whirlwind for sure. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a fun been, ride. Been hectic. Yeah, so Nick's, far. Nick's been along for it. Uh, yeah, since, since yeah. before we opened, we yeah. had a like a, a preview party in uh, Mark and Kelly's backyard. Um, I'd been doing a bunch of batches on our pilot system um, just to occupy myself while, while the build was happening <laughs> and so we had a, had a bunch of beer and we had a, a party to yeah. let people sort of figure out what we're all about and have a chat with you guys and hang out and yeah yeah and nick was uh it still is dating drew who was mark and kelly's babysitter yeah and that's how i kind of got introduced um i think even before jeremy kind of got on board was uh mark and kelly had this great idea they're gonna do their thing and make a brewery and my partner at the at, still at the time right now drew she uh was nannying one day and uh you know i come by do my thing i bring thai food like we normally did and mark and kelly were like hey uh you gotta do home brewing stuff i go not really but yeah i guess and they're like would you ever you know maybe want to be on board with this from the get-go and i was like yeah fuck why not like <laughs> why the hell not and so i kind of just been tailing ever since and so at, at our at our preview party i'd oh. met nick a bunch of times before but uh we you know we wanted I've to have beer and always a bit of music this, yeah. and whatever and uh, we're gonna have some food so we had uh, a bunch of nice sausages and who's gonna flip the sausages on the thing i'm gonna be pouring <laughs> beer so nick you can you can flip sausages at the end of the night uh we're tidying it all up and nick happens to slip into the conversation that he's a vegan and he's been slipping <laughs> flipping hot dogs all night oh my god i am so sorry you made tens of pounds of sausages yeah, just yeah, yeah this poor guy but yeah. that sort of gave wow. us an idea of nick's attitude from the get-go though like he'll he'll do whatever he'll, yeah yeah he'll, he'll compromise his own oh yeah i have no morals do stuff for oh, the brewery yeah. you're the vegan sausage flipper yeah, that was right. job one yeah, yeah, job yeah. one he was, Hired. He was on payroll for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love but that. But yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick worked uh, behind the bar while you were going to school. Yeah. Uh, so when the brewery finally opened in 2017, I was uh, three-fifths the way of my business degree. And I was there putting around full-time in school, full-time doing my thing. Uh, and I graduated in uh, August, I guess. I don't know. Last summer. Uh, and, and, you know, I've been... Here ever since, kind of putting around, doing my thing and, you know, helping these guys out as much as I can. And I think, like, the biggest benefit that I've had with the brewery from day one is I could see how everyone's relationships roll, how everything gets built, how it really, as a business, from the ground up, from, you know, like, the family side of it. Because, like, Mark and Kelly are in a family and Jeremy has his own family. You can really see how small business, family-oriented business, and this is what I studied, is 
you know, that's how it comes to flourishing. Like it, mm. it grows from the ground up. It's a natural thing. There are, you know, ebbs and flows about everything. And then on the other side of it, I got to work with production. Jeremy, you know, bugging him a lot. As we mentioned earlier, oh, I walk really quietly, so I stare. <laughs> scare him oh a little my bit. god! For everyone listening, <laughs> Nick came in the room, and I was turned around, and I turned back around. He was sitting at the table across from me. It scared the life out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so been, yeah, like since since what end of November, early December, Nick's been sort of our our operations manager. You've yeah. gone from doing a bit of production, a bit of behind the bar and stuff, yeah. to, to really doing. 99% of everything that isn't making beer. I don't so. know if that's true. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> so upgraded from sausage flipping. Sausage flipper I, I to... I think that's a downgrade. He has to deal yeah, with a lot maybe. more shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I could, if I could move into a sausage flipping role, I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, so God. it sounds like you both kind of have a passion for beer. And you mentioned mm. that you you do some home brewing. Or Did, had you yeah. been doing some home brewing? When I had Nick? some spare time, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of... How did you get into that? I don't really know. A buddy of mine and I just, you know, started doing a little bit of home brewing, and it was absolutely terrible. Uh, Good. It tasted like like things you would never <laughs> want to consume at all. Uh, and I think I gave Jeremy one. I never, it was terrible. I, never heard, never heard if it was good or bad. And he's just yeah, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely horrible. By the way, Nick, your uh, your homebrew was terrible. <laughs> it's okay. Five years later. Okay. So, so then maybe we'll lean on Jeremy for giving oh, us guidance absolutely. about, about absolutely. making beer. I don't do any of that. Can you? So, like, how? I find this. I know nothing about this, but I know to become like a brewmaster is. It's like a really kind of defined path and unique. Well, it, it depends. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't call myself a brewmaster. Okay. Um, there's like different designations and different people will call themselves brewmasters or master brewers. Um, where I did my training, I, I did a master's of science in brewing and distilling uh, in, in Scotland. But I So I have a, an MSc in brewing, but I'm not a brewmaster. Um, the, the training I did, if I wanted to call myself a master brewer, I would have to sit uh, a series of exams that I'm not ready for at all. I, I wouldn't pass that. So, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't call myself. I'm just a brewer. I okay, just make so beer. there are different categories. There are, but then you'll also get people that start their own brewery and, and they've just come from home brewing and they'll call themselves the brewmaster of their little of the brewery dave's brewery or whatever but uh yeah nick it, sometimes refers to himself uh, that way exactly oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. nick calls himself all kinds of weird things but, uh, <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i'm i'm just a brewer i i'm a beer and yeah i, I feel the term brewmaster unless you've earned it and been in mm. a career of brewing for 50 years like it's it's kind of self-aggrandizing yeah. it's we make beer it's there's nothing no mastery of it and no yeah, i mean nobody and I, knows what they're doing and this also you know being with the brewery for so long and all this like it is such a nice refreshing thing to have someone so goddamn humble that makes such fantastic beer as much as jeremy may not agree or you know have his own opinion about his own beer but like what, agree about me being humble or making good beer i don't know you can't. <laughs> either but I'm i the mean the best at making bad beer <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is so refreshing because like jeremy is so honest he's so thorough about everything that he does but he will never ever say that i'm the best brewer in any room no oh god no i'm, like, I'm not i'm not no. and i've i mean i've told mark and kelly and you before yeah. like if i ever make a beer that i'm 100 percent happy with i'm never gonna brew again yeah like i think if you if you lose that uh desire to get better and make the best mm -hmm. beer possible and if you stop seeing flaws in, in what you're making then yeah. there's no point in, in continuing like you, you need to always be striving to yeah be doing your best and i think yeah. that that translates so well to the beer as well like i mean it's it's such a thought out product 
but then it's never a, this like untangible thing where you put so much time, so much effort and all these, you know, emotions into the beer. It portrays itself so, so well. Mm. But then as soon as someone comes back and is like, Jeremy, this is the best beer I've ever had. You're fucking unreal. Like, mm. you're the best brewer in Nova Scotia. Jeremy's like, absolutely not. Fuck that, yeah. No, absolutely not. Humble. That's a good point, though. So, so I just want to backtrack a second. So when you guys decided to open your location downtown, how did you decide that versus rural areas and kind of being more in the urban core? Like, what kind of led you to that? We didn't. We didn't necessarily have our heart set on being right downtown. To be honest, we looked at a, at a bunch of different locations. Um, we were with the realtor guy that was showing us around to a few spots, and I was with uh, with Mark and Kelly, and they showed us a spot that's right where. Uh, do you know where Orzo Restaurant is now? It, it's yeah, yeah, just on the corner of yeah. Brunswick and whatever. Basically, looking uh, yeah. up at, looking up the Citadel, and that yeah. didn't. Yeah, 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 and it, it didn't work for a number of reasons, mostly getting stuff in and out. A really cool location, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we sort of, the realtor had told us all kinds of good things about this spot and whatever, it, it kind of fell flat. <laughs> but we were just finishing up there and uh, and the guy goes, well, there's a spot across the street right here if you want. And Mark and I were like, oh, it looks like a condo building. Like, we're not, <laughs> we, we don't really want to be in the basement of a condo, but whatever, we're, we're here with you now, like, let's let's go look at it. Uh, and we walked into the space and seeing the the massive tall ceilings uh, and there had been nothing there before either. So it was basically, a, it was a gravel floor. And with the, the tanks and everything that we have, you need a lot of headroom and you also need to pour a, a thick concrete slab to withstand the weight of all that too. Uh, and, and you want to have drains in particular spots for, mm-hmm. uh, for your runoff of water and stuff like that. So basically it was a blank pallet, uh, this spot and... Yeah, the rent is is more than it would be if we were in Burnside or whatever. It's a hell of a lot more, uh, but but you do make oh up God. a little bit of that in foot traffic too yeah. uh, totally. to, to be right downtown. So yeah, we we didn't have our hearts set on being yeah. where we are at all, but uh, walking into that space, we yeah, yeah. we we got to do this. This is going to be yeah, cool. and, and I think you know one of the great things about the space as well is the fact that it is such a transparent space where we have zero physical boundary between the tap room so the the consumer side of it and then the production side yeah you yeah we wa- wanted i wanted to yeah. feel like you're coming into a working brewery and not not a, a bar that happens to be next order brewery or whatever mm-hmm. you i wanted to you know some days it's noisy because we're, we're brewing or packaging yeah. or whatever but uh it's part of the experience of showing Absolutely. up there you can you can smell and hear everything going on yeah. and, and chat to us when we're not yeah. screaming our heads off or whatever <laughs> when, when we're not too stressed you can chat to us about what we're doing and yeah we try to be yeah. pretty pretty open and transparent with everything we do like yeah, yeah. We'll have homebrewers message us about particular beers and wondering what goes into it, and I'll just send them the recipe if they want it. Yeah. And yeah, it's we're, we're pretty open about everything we do. But that's yeah. awesome. So, what like when you guys started, what did you kind of set out about what kind of beers you want to make? Mark's background he's uh, he's half Dutch and half Belgian, uh, so he's always had a love of um, European style beers, a lot of the the Belgian sour beers and and really complex things. So we've never set out to be making light loggers that are going to be you know at, at, a, at a football yeah. game or something like that it's always <laughs> been more about complexity and nuance behind beer and, and mm-hmm. myself as well too i'm yeah like, like, like <laughs> not, not quite like Coors Light, Ash has got the you know, Coors Light. I, I mean we do we release some beers that are yeah maybe a little bit pretentious or a little bit uh whatever or, or yeah. too nuanced but there, i think there's a time and a place for crushing cores uh, and like if i'm at a sports bar i'll, I'll drink pictures Absolutely. of that or like after mowing the lawn or something <laughs> i all i want is a light lager so yeah, yeah. We, we we do produce some pretentious beers but mm-hmm. we love crushing all beers uh, we're not, yeah. we're equal opportunity <laughs> drinkers we'll, we'll drink anything um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've, from the get-go, though, we've always wanted to be producing beers that make people think about the craftsmanship behind the beer, mm-hmm. about the nuance. And, and we are trying to produce beers that that are more thinking beers. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like, we have Waltz, this German Pilsner, that is is quite nuanced and there's a lot going on, but you can also crush it, too. Like, you yeah. you don't have to think about it. So no. uh, we, we definitely have some beers that you wouldn't be able to like shotgun something like that but yeah. um but we do try to have things that are approachable as well too and we we do produce a lot of beers i think we've got like 18 different beers available in cans and bottles on the shelf no 21 21 there 21 you go. oh my yeah. god that's right now, yeah. so we, we like huge. to think that there's going to be something for anybody yeah and they're like even your 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 aunt that yeah. only, only drinks wine spritzers or something yeah. there should be something for her and whatever but. and i in i think you know one of the great things about the beer that jeremy produces is the fact that you do have to think about it. it, it invokes community. It makes people want to sit down and share it with people and really like and have that event around an idea, around a discussion, around what's going on with this beer. Yeah. But then it's so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It should be, I, I, I mean, drinking should be a social thing. You should be absolutely. To, you don't always have to be talking about the beer, but yeah, no, it, something yeah. to talk about. it's a good like stepping off <laughs> point. <laughs> what a bullshit Start line. With the beer. Start with I often hear, sorry, Sarah, no, I often hear whether it's like my brother or my husband will drink loads of craft beers and then the next day they're either dying or super hungover. Like what makes those beers so different than say the mainstream beers? Is it higher percent of alcohol? Or- I think a lot of them, a lot of craft beer does tend to be higher alcohol content. Um, another thing, I, certainly our beer, we don't do any filtration or any pasteurization mm-hmm. of the beer too. So there's always living yeast and, uh, and in some cases there's bacteria too. Uh, I know that shouldn't really impact the hangover, but I know if you drink enough beer with a lot of yeast in it like especially i did my training in the uk and had a lot of cask beer and after a lot of cask beer that has a lot of yeast and suspension it kind of rots your gut (laughs) sometimes if you have enough of it so yeah uh, yeah, it could be a a bit about consuming the yeast but that's also added vitamin b that's right there's uh, yeah yeah, a lot of vitamin b in that so So that is that true then that most often you'll get uh, you'll get a hangover from craft beer. Is that true? I don't know. It depends on how much you drink of it. Yeah. Okay. I think if you're looking, that's at, a good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think if you're looking at the ABV on it uh, and and drinking comparable. What's ABV? Oh, sorry, alcohol content, alcohol okay. by volume. Uh, yeah, if you're looking at the strength <laughs> of the beer you're crushing, if you're if you choose a, a 4.5 percent craft beer and a 4.5 percent uh, macro beer, then you're probably going to be okay drinking the same amounts. Yeah. Because I will disclose. I just telling the guys, Ashley before you joined in, in on the call that I had the worst hangover of my life yesterday for the first time in years. And we have been drinking craft beer the nice. night before. Mm. And I don't normally drink beer like all night. Like I enjoy one or two. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just indulging. I was like, oh, this is a safe space. We're just having a casual night eating pizza, watching a movie. I'll never get hungover. <laughs> no. Yeah, so good. I don't know. I, so for good. me, red wine hangovers are the worst. Ooh, yeah. The headache for those are, it's probably yeah. the like, yeah. ones with sulfites in them or something. Black but rum those, for me. Black <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I haven't touched sake since I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> Ashley, what is but your I advice? think you're right. It has to do with, with the consumption. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and if you... Um, 
much you are drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and how yeah. much yeah alcohol is in each can you're drinking. Yeah. So yeah, I mean we have a few beers that are seven eight percent, and and they don't really drink like they're that strong. No, so not even close. you can crush those like you're drink you're, like you're crushing something much lower. And uh, oh god, and, uh, don't it give me those. Up on you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got one of them here for you. Okay. Yeah, we sure do. We can't wait to to try them. How long does it take you guys to make some of these beers? Uh, so it depends on the beer. Some of them are faster turnaround beers. So, okay, so it's uh, not- like this IPA here is two and a half, three weeks. Um, and that's about as fast as we do. Um, we have a lager here and lagers are fermented a lot colder and then they have to be kept really cold afterwards, like near near zero. Um, and so this one's about nine weeks, nine, ten weeks for that one. We also have some beers. We do a lot of barrel aging and a lot of sour beer production. What is the first word that you said? Barrel aging. Oh, barrel yeah. aging. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we do a, a lot of barrel aging and sour stuff. And uh, with some of our sour barrel aged stuff, it can be upwards of two years. Uh, so this this guy. So it's here like a was, wine in that yeah, respect. Yeah, mm. for sure. So ooh, this ooh. guy was was about a year and a half uh, in in barrel before we packaged it. So. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, and like well, the barrel aged stuff. You really you don't make any money off of it. No, it's, it's we more really, just, really don't. It's more a passion project to do this yeah. stuff. Uh, you know the, the amount of time and effort that goes into getting it into barrel and getting yeah. it out of barrel and leaving it in barrel for so long. Like you, yeah, if you actually really, like it. the breakdown of cost goods sold, it is yeah, negative you, value you lose to money us. on that. Like you, and especially yeah. you'd have to charge twenty bucks or something to get in. Yeah, it. but but it's yeah definitely a passion project, and it, people will come in to buy one or two of these, but they'll pick up a couple of other things that yeah. maybe have slightly better margins and stuff. But, but <laughs> still, I, I love that type of beer and yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that uh, Mark, the accountant, is on board with. He loves that sort of thing too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's really nice as a brewer to be able to brew whatever the hell I want kind of thing and then we figure out how you're going to make money off of it or if you're going to make money off of it later. So the, the beer yeah. comes first and then the margins come later. Yeah. And I've worked in other places where it's not been that way. I've had to make beers that are under a certain amount per liter in, in the cost of it and stuff, which is a pretty yeah. miserable uh, miserable way to brew. It kind of yeah kills Takes your creativity. Takes the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah. big time, big time. Yeah. Jeremy, could you tell us a little bit about – you mentioned that you went to school in the UK. Yeah. and. Is there in the world kind of different types of beer that are popular in different countries? Can yeah, you tell us some of that? For sure. Yeah, there's uh yeah, different different areas have been historically better at producing different types of beer too, like lagers uh developed in in Germany and they were really good at at brewing those. The UK uh, has a lot of ales, um, like Ireland is known for its stout. Uh, and a lot of that stuff historically comes down to, they, they probably tried to brew all kinds of different stuff, but um, because of the water in that area, that will actually make a better uh, like a, a better stout in, in Dublin, Ireland, because of the, the mineral makeup in the water there. Uh, really? So yeah, water, I mean, water is most of what goes into beer. It's the, the biggest ingredient that Ooh. goes into it, and it makes a massive, massive difference. In mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you can still make a beer that's dark or light or sour or whatever with any water, but it's going to taste a lot better if you have the right water. So we're super fortunate in Halifax that our, our water is basically a blank palette. There's nothing in it. So for all of our beers, we will tweak the water by adding in different salts uh, and minerals and stuff to kind of boost boost what the hops are doing or, or have it super clean for a lager or, or super complex and have a bit of a minerality for a sour and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we do a, a lot of tweaking of our water based on that. 
Um, and then more uh, more currently, different areas are, are known for different beers. Like the, the Belgians are still really known for their spontaneous sour beers and, and funky farmhouse kind of things. Um, spontaneous sour, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, that, that involves not adding any yeast. You just kind of let the yeast that's in the air uh, inoculate the, the beer uh, and then let it ferment out that way, which is super super cool it's also like you could you could do it in a thousand different places and you might get yeah. 10 nice beers and <laughs> 990 <laughs> awful beers it's, it's pretty risky um yeah. but uh yeah yeah so and then there's definitely like the big hop movement came from the states of super hoppy ipas and now that's kind of transitioned into the new england ipas that are more mm-hmm. juicy uh, that that started in kind of vermont new england and it's the beer scene's always transitioning that you get new trends of what's what's cool and what's yeah. hip and uh we always try to pay a little bit of attention to what's cool and hip while still <laughs> staying not, true not to, yeah not compromising yeah. our morals like the the hard seltzer is a is a big thing right now and that's something that's not yeah. we're not going to do but you know we'll do juicy new england ipas and stuff because they're they're really cool yeah. i'm excited that there seems to be a bit of a surge in loggers at the moment and yeah. I'm, I'm really into the super yeah. clean loggers so. what is a logger like like can you give us some basic 101 tips for someone well, who knows nothing yeah 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 like logger sure. yeah so yeah <laughs> uh loggers um are traditionally fermented a lot colder. So there's different types of yeast that will ferment different beers, and uh, there's also wild yeast and stuff too. But traditionally, lagers would be fermented uh, a lot colder, so at about 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, uh, and they ferment out. Because they're so cold, they take longer to ferment out. Uh, and then after that fermentation period, you you lager it by dropping the temperature down to about zero Celsius and holding it there for an extended period of time. Oh, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Ooh. then ales uh, are just things that are fermented with ale yeast. So a, an IPA can be an ale, a, a red ale, a stout, whatever. It's, so it's just things that are fermented with that different type of yeast. Uh, so they're fermented a little bit warmer, uh, anywhere from sort of 18 Celsius to some Actually, there's some really weird Norwegian ones that are now at like 38 degrees Celsius, but those are super new. For the most yeah. part, it's like 18 to 20 degrees Celsius. They ferment out faster, uh, and you can you usually keep them cold for a couple of days at the end, but it's sort of a three-week, two, two to three-week turnaround time for a beer that's an ale. Uh, and then we do a lot of stuff with wild yeast and bacteria. Uh, and the wild yeast is um, it's less predictable than, than traditional brewer's yeast, and it... Uh, yeah, it, it can produce some really interesting complex mm-hmm. flavors. Um, with those, it's usually oh, probably eight weeks minimum um, and upwards of two years for, for what we do. And we yeah. use a lot of bacteria and stuff too in that too. So okay. lactobacillus like you'd have in sauerkraut. And, yeah. Oh, and what's the taste difference between a lager and an ale? Uh, lagers, the goal usually with lagers is to be super, super clean. Um, okay. Pretty, pretty yeah. neutral and yeah, no, no phenolics like, or anything. Yeah, not aggressive by any means. Super consumable, super yeah. palpable and... You know, hence why, you know, have Coors taken over the world or have taken over the world. Yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. so easy like, to drink. Yeah, Coors Light, Budweiser, those are all yeah. light lagers. Okay. Um, usually yeah. with, uh, I think Bud is like 51% rice and Coors is a bunch of corn, I think, in it. And okay. those are, are super neutral sources of sugar too. So they don't give like any flavor when you ferment mm-hmm. them out. Whereas uh, most of our other beers are, are all barley based. So malted barley. 
And I have one other very basic intro question. Can someone <laughs> just describe to me what hops is? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, no, that's. Yeah. No, no. Uh, so they're they're a plant. Um, they're actually really closely related to marijuana and and tomatoes. Uh, but uh, it's, it grows on a on a vine, and they form um, little. They almost look like green pine cones. Um, Ooh. And uh, by you'll get hop farms that you can get whole cone hops uh, that have been picked off the vine like that and they get dried. For the most part, we use um, pelletized hops so they kind of strip away some of the greenery around it and compress it so there's part of that uh, pine cone looking thing uh, Mm -hmm. gives you better uh, aroma and flavor compounds. So the general rule for how you use hops is um, when you're boiling your sugary water that's going to turn into that's going to ferment out into beer uh, when you're boiling that the hops you add at the beginning of that boil are going to give you more uh, bitterness and the hops that go in right near the end of the boil will give you more aroma uh, and then you can also dry hop a beer so when it's fermenting or after it's fermenting you can add more hops and that's purely just a blast of aroma um, mm-hmm. so yeah. and there's there's different hops that will give you different character as well too so you'll have some hops that are really really piney uh, like a Christmas tree kind of thing, and you get some hops that are super fruity and like passion fruit yeah. and guava and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah. that's what's giving the beer its kind of the, aromatic. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, you cool. you can get some aroma from the malt too, but if you're if you open up a beer and it's like, holy shit, this is really, really floral, really fruity, then that's the hops that do it. Unless there's actual fruit in it, then yeah. What does it mean when they say it's a really hoppy beer? I hear people describe it. It just means, <laughs> well, actually, I mean, there's a lot of uh, We've been called out on Twitter, I think yeah. it was. I described a beer as, like, this is one of our hoppiest beers yet. And some guys like, well, what do you mean by hoppy? That's uh, not really a, that's not a proper beer descriptor. Mm. Yeah, it just means I put a lot of hops in it. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sometimes. That makes sense. It, yeah, it, it depends on who, yeah, it depends on what the person's meaning. Like a really hoppy beer could be super bitter or it could okay. be that it's super aromatic. And yeah. uh, one of the ones we have here, it's really hoppy, but there's really not much bitterness at all. It's no. just like super aromatic because I put in a shitload of hops. Should yeah. we try the super hoppy beer? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Go <ahead>. Do it. <laughs> I'll pour this up. Woo! I'm just... Sounds good. <laughs> oh, I'm going to not pour this properly. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, no. You can pour it however you want. You can shotgun it if you want. No, let's all have Just some. Have <laughs> I'm like, Nick's over there cringing as I pour the beer. I didn't make a face at all. He's like, who, who's letting... The, is there a right I have a question for you guys. Uh, it, yeah, go for it. Or who do I answer first? Is there a, a right way to pour beer? Uh, yeah. it, it depends on the tell, beer. Tell us the right way. Well, yeah, it... it yeah, it depends on the beer. Some beers you do want to pour super aggressively, and some yeah. you don't. And I don't know; it doesn't matter. Mm. You'll way. give us an online tutorial yeah, someday. I don't know. <laughs> as long as it gets into your mouth eventually, I don't give yeah. a shit. You can. <laughs> <laughs> and some people are really they're sticklers about yeah. the right glassware and whatever, whatever. I think you can also overthink this shit too. It's just beer. It's yeah. It's not going to save the world or anything. So just as long as you enjoy it, you can drink it out of a paper cup or yeah. yeah. I like that approachable na- nature. So we're going to try the Bedlam Bridge, yep. double IPA. Yeah, you got it. Uh, right. So yeah, a really hoppy beer. Uh, mm-hmm. We we didn't add much hops in the boil, so there's not really any bitterness, but we Ooh. added a yeah. shitload of hops during fermentation and after fermentation. That, I think this beer has the most hops in it out of anything we've made Yeah, before. what is it per liter? Oh, God, per I liter? can't remember. It was like 20 
grams per liter or something oh, stupid. No, like it was Christ. something yeah, ridiculous. Like it smells amazing. Like smells super fruity and delicious. Yeah, yeah, big. Uh, like is it not supposed to smell like that? No, no, it absolutely, is. absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just laughing because, uh, like, as Jeremy's mentioned, like Mark and myself, like we were, you know, the uh, money side of it, I guess, uh, and we put zero parameters on what Jeremy is or is not allowed to put in a beer. Or, you know, put a price ta- tag on the the recipe for it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he will often say it's I a fis- that- fiscally irresponsible amount of hops and yeah. like that is not a goddamn lie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a lie this is more hops than beer in this one but, yeah. ash what was your question we're we're diving in now to the beer i was just wondering when you think of wine and pairing it with certain foods and dishes mm-hmm. is beer the same thing like does beer actually taste better with certain meats or certain Absolutely. foods or- yeah yeah and i i think um you know i i, I do love having wine with a meal but i i think beer is also it's even more it's even better at pairing with food because there's such a wide range of flavors it's not just red and nuances around red and wine. <laughs> I, I, I know next to nothing about wine i apologize for anyone but, but i find that for me when i'm having a meal with wine it's sort of you're you're going around red and you're going around white and yeah. there's not a massive variation whereas with with beer you'll get a beer that Tastes like fruit juice, and you'll get a beer that tastes like a uh, complex, yeah. weird, sour, funky and, yeah. thing. Like, so there's just a, a huge range of yeah. flavors to play with there too. Um, so and yeah, I think it can work really well with uh, with different food. Are there any rules of thumb or things that we should think about pairing that we should try? That I don't would know be about rules of thumb, but uh, just try anything, and yeah. and and just or even yeah. just when you're drinking Mix any, and match. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, there's no right or wrong way to go about this too, and and if you. Because, I mean, yeah. everyone's palate is so much different, yeah. right? Like, we could suggest one thing, and you could be completely off by that. Like, yeah. it is completely perceptual. Like, yeah. It is yeah. whatever you want it to be. I mean, and, and yeah, what something we've said before, we, we want people to start thinking about the flavors yeah. in their beer and enjoying it more than just crushing it watching a hockey game. Yeah. So, I mean, have a beer one day, and while you're drinking it, think, oh, actually, this might really go well with a Thai dish that I'm going to yeah. be making or something. Yeah. And, uh yeah. You guys really like the Thai food. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it a few yeah. times. <laughs> oh, my. No, that's a good way to make it as a personal discovery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can do dark beers with chocolate cake and stuff yeah. like that, but that's those are the, the guides Scary, that are, yeah, it's very like on the nose chocolate yeah. and, and a chocolatey beer kind of thing, but we do like to play around with things a little yeah. bit too and... You know, I think sour beer. The acidity in some sour beers can cut through richness in a yeah. in a in a dessert or or in a really like creamy pasta sauce or something like that. So I, I find a lot of sour beers do drink more like wines as well too. They're they're definitely more nuanced, and you you can mm-hmm. you can only really drink it at the pace that you would a wine too. Yeah. It's it's not like a, a guzzling kind of beer too. So those are usually really good to to pair with. Uh, what are your beer. favorite guzzling beers? Uh, <laughs> Coors Banquet. Yeah. <laughs> Nick. Uh, PBR. Yeah. What's PBR? Pat's Blue, Blue Ribbon. Ribbon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Pa- PBR. Pat's Blue Rib- Ribbon. Pat's Blue Ribbon. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh no. Sarah, it's, what's it's, yours? it's not an ooh beer. It's, a, it's like a. Oh, you have yeah. a key. Let's oh. shock on this real quick. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, my favorite crushable beer is India Pale Ale. You get it in Newfoundland. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't get it here, I don't no, think. No, no, it's just brewed in Newfoundland. It's so yeah. good, though. It's yeah. unpasteurized and stuff, too, so I yeah, feel like I it doesn't so. have a long shelf life. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, what's your favorite? 
Um, I want to say maybe Bud Light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, as we say, there's a time and yeah, that's what I was going to say. When I think about the times I do drink beer, it's say in the summer on a hot day or maybe at a hockey game or something like Sarah said with pizza. That's kind of what I crave to have beer with. But now you guys are opening my mind thinking about, oh, well, maybe it was Thai food or maybe it was pasta yeah. or yeah. other things that yeah. Yeah. you can yeah. kind of match better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, as I say, like uh, after or when you're watching a hockey game or after mowing the lawn or something, you yeah. do just want something super, super, super easy to crush yeah. and, and quench your thirst kind of thing. But I mean, we the the waltz I find yeah. is a good uh, that's my go to post work beer because uh, it's because it's light and oh, easy drinking, but it's tasting. got enough yeah. going on too that it's that it's still exciting. Is that for the me. ones you guys are drinking? It's it's one of the ones that we that's have one. here. The uh, we've got a German style pilsner called waltz. Uh, We're going to try that I next. Yeah, it's yeah definitely. So people crushable, wanted but, to come in. Yeah, if people are new to kind of beer or they're new to for mm-hmm. especially local beers, if they wanted to come in, that's one you would recommend to maybe start with. That's easy to drink. Yeah, for sure, yeah, especially yeah. if they're they're yeah. used to a, a light beer like a, like a Coors and a Bud Light. That's yeah. definitely a, a good Back gateway up, yeah. one. If they're more uh, don't beer. don't like any beers <laughs> kind of thing, then then uh, I think some of our sour beers can yeah, be like, good. Like if if somebody's just a wine drinker, then I think a lot of our sour beers would be yeah. more. More yeah, like the jam brew we have on the table right now is such a good entry sour beer. Like it's so approachable. It's almost like fruit punch. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it is you know, just all right. Let's get the, yeah. let's get the flavors going. So let's start with the waltz, <laughs> which is the crushable beer. Can I have a, yeah. a glass? We're gonna pour this. It drives me nuts when people say they don't like beer. Yeah, That's yeah, a blanket. There's there's a beer for everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just haven't tried the right ones yet. I really want to plan a dinner party with beer because yeah. I, I really like wine and we are pairing. Yeah. yeah. And I so I do enjoy pairing wine with food. But yeah. I'm like, it would be a really interesting challenge because I don't know a ton about beer to actually as you're talking about even like pair a beer with every. Yeah. With every. Yeah, course. Absolutely. We've done. We've done a couple of beer. Yeah. Dinners. I've, yeah. I've Have done you? a few over yeah. my career. And yeah, it, they're, yeah, they're a lot of fun. And it's always fun when you're working with a with an excited chef at a, at a restaurant yeah. about this sort of thing. I've done some where the chef just wants a dark beer with the chocolate cake kind of thing, but it's but I've fun. had a few where yeah. I've worked with chefs and they really want to think outside the box about... And push uh, it. Yeah, and, and, really and about more nuanced uh, flavors. Draw and stuff those flavors like that. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so right now we're going to try the Waltz, the German-style Pilsner. Is there a way that we should be, like, trying these beers? I'm smelling it Drink it, it as first. fast as you can. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. crush it. <laughs> we're going to just mix all these together and make oh, a big I cracked water. my Coors Light. Perfect, yeah. That, that tastes Coors basically Light. the same. Yeah. <laughs> For everyone, like... I feel so left out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ashley's on quarantine, everyone. She just got back from Florida, so we left her at her house. That's fair. Oh, this one it's smells delicious. much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's a lot lighter. Yeah, yeah, definitely lighter, cleaner. Um, it's more of like a, a herbal um, and and floral kind of notes to yep. it. Um, super clean. This one was lagered for nine weeks. Uh, so yeah, fermented low and slow. This one we actually use uh, some local malt as well. Or it's grown and malted on PEI, the the barley, so the oh. sugar base of it yeah. is all uh, super local. Yeah, I'm I'm really proud of this one. It's yeah. Uh, very traditional German. I think this German is one of our staff favorite too. Like yeah, the yeah, waltz yeah. is easy such drinking, as, especially oh. the, the guys on production. This is oh, all, yeah. all we drink basically. Yeah, the waltz easy drinking guys. You should oh, try yeah. this one out. Oh, I love the ingredients: mm-hmm. barley, hops, water, yeast. Nah. So that's all we got. That's, yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. The ingredient list is great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we never use any like weird additives or anything like that. It's always just basically mm-hmm. those things. Sometimes there's. 
bacteria and sometimes there's yeah. fruit in it. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's about it that yeah. we use. We don't ever use anything. We don't pasteurize. We don't filter. We nope. don't uh, yeah do anything weird. And how does that affect? Does that mean the beer has a shorter lifespan, like shelf life? Or? No, no. Um, it it means that it'll it might evolve a little bit over time. Um, yeah. And it's certainly like a, a hoppy beer, like that first one we had, Bedlam Bridge. It's gonna fade a little bit over time. It's better when it's fresher, just because mm-hmm. hops do kind of fade over time. But it's still shelf stable, and and you can drink it in twenty years, and it's still gonna yeah. It's not going to kill you or anything. So it's kind of like wine, actually. That just continues to age in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The hoppy stuff you don't really want to age, to age um, okay. just because it's. I mean, it'll be fine, but it won't be very bright and, and juicy or yeah. anything. But certainly the the sour stuff, um, you can put that on the shelf. This will evolve over the next twenty years, no problem. I, I think some of these might be hitting their peak. Uh, like this one might be at its best in two or three years, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we really? we do try to release them when, when we think they're tasting great, but they're definitely going to evolve, uh, especially the stuff with wild yeah. yeast and bacteria evolves a lot. Yeah. I mean, that also comes back to like the the financial side of it too. Like we can't hold on to a beer for five years. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I have some stuff that's yeah. been, uh, been sitting in bottles, packaged, mm. ready to go, but I don't think it's tasting quite right yet. Yeah. Uh, we've had uh, we've got a bunch of stuff sitting yeah. on our on our floor that's, waiting till the right moment yeah and, and so there, we we have like that like i don't even know what kind of graph you'd call that but like you have like the the fiscal scale and then you have the the scale of like a tasteability yeah and whenever that kind of when comes <laughs> close to intersecting yeah. that's when it's going to come out yeah. like i mean i'm never going to release a beer when i when i don't absolutely think it's, not when i no. don't think it's drinkable and we've dumped batches before that we think yeah. aren't uh, aren't where we want them to be but. and like a week before a release we've pulled the release yeah like, we're not doing this right now yeah, sorry we're, folks we're like, gonna sit on it we thought it was ready but we yeah. just detected a, a flavor that we don't think yeah. is is quite there yet so we're gonna sit on it for another month and yeah, yeah. cool yeah. So it is a very fluid process as you, oh, you guys are. Yeah, yeah. It, it is extremely frustrating for me sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've, we're all trying to sell our products. We've you know, one, one beer that was supposed to be released in January and uh, I keep on bumping it. And every couple of days, Nick says, is that, is that beer going to be ready in a week? Oh, my no, God. No, you got to wait. You got to wait. End of March? No, no, man. Sorry. Yeah, like, sorry. Oh, I, I know I said it was end of March, but it's, let's say April now. And, yeah. All right. We're going to do beer number three. This is the Sour Jamboree. With strawberry and guava, yeah. mm-hmm. the packaging Ooh. is gorgeous. Let's, let's yeah. give everyone a pour. All the uh, all our graphic design work on all our packaging is done by a guy called Alex McCaskill, uh, and he's Midnight on Godogen. Yeah, Midnight Oil yeah. print and design. He is amazing. He's such a rad dude. He is a really such really a cool dude. dude. He, uh, yeah, we kind of stumbled upon him in the early days of Two Crows, and uh, he's just been amazing. Like we'll often with some of our beers, we'll have them sitting in bottle, and we think, yeah, we're gonna let it sit, let it sit, and then suddenly shit it's this beer's ready and mm-hmm. we need to get a label to the printer like yesterday and whatever and uh and he'll turn around a label for us in hours usually yep. he'll he'll present yep. us with three, three different design yeah. ideas all that have different hidden meanings and nuance yep. and whatever yep. and then uh and then you say wow okay number three looks great but let's hold on to the other two and mm-hmm. within an hour he gets us like a finalized perfect version yep. off to the printer. ready for print ready yeah. to go like, he's, I love he's that. such a great dude if you meet yeah. him you'd think he was I don't know, a total burnout or something. Yeah, he's, he comes across as a, as a total burnout, but, but in the best possible way. And he makes his beautiful images yeah. with, with awesome hidden meaning and stuff. Yeah, and and he has cool a lot dude. of fun doing it. He's, yeah. And then all of our uh, all of our bottles, he designs as well. And then he runs them on his printing press. He's got this old-fashioned cool. printing press. So each mm-hmm. one is like individually stamped with each different each color. color. And yeah, yeah. 
which I mean, the cost per label is like five times as much as any it's other label, way, at, way at least actually. But uh, yeah. he does such a great job, and I I love that look. So yeah. it's like an art that. project. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel our, our sour beers like each label and each beer and everything is kind of a, a piece of art. But yeah, yeah. Hey, Jeremy, that's okay. Did he come up with the uh, logo concept as well, or how did he, you guys come up with that? And then- that was actually uh, somebody else that we'd worked with uh, in our in our early days, and he did an awesome job. Like we had a bunch of friends and friends of friends that were they got the the name of the beer or name of the brewery mm. and kind of took it upon themselves to do up a logo <laughs> for us. And and they were they were fun, but a lot of them were very very quintessentially East Coast, yeah. like a little. Two crows sitting right. on a tugboat, or two crows sitting on an anchor, yeah, or as on I a sit here trap or something. with a lobster on my t-shirt. <laughs> no, I mean there's, there's nothing wrong with that sort of Absolutely thing. But, but for our beers, we wanted them to be a little bit different, and we wanted yeah. to be approaching things. You know, we didn't want to just have a a blonde or brown stout, an IPA kind of thing. We wanted to have interesting beers that are different than what's currently yeah. been done out here. So we yeah. wanted our logo to kind of reflect that too, and be a yeah. little bit, a little bit different than just what you think of. When you think of two crows in, in Nova Scotia, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So now we've got the sour. Ash, I wish you were here in person because this one smells amazing. Like I oh. love sour beer. <laughs> this smells like like a strawberry sorbet or something. Yeah, I find like Fruitopia. That do you remember? Yeah, that? like yeah. Fruitopia. Yeah. Oh. Like a fruit fruit snapple or something. Oh like my that. gosh! What color is it? Kind of a peachy pinky Ooh, okay. color. It's Ash, we're going to have to get a few of these for our dinner party. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel like what's going to happen is after this episode, I'm going to start planning meal. What would you pair with this, with the sour? I mean, that would be good for a a dessert or something or even like a, what is it, a a muse-bouche or something? Mm. Just to get your your palate going or even between courses. So I'm doing a really fancy dinner party. (laughs) Not going to be donair. (laughs) I've got at least two (laughs) amuse-bouche. Yeah. I've got to come up with perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, this one for our sour beers, this one is uh, super approachable, and it's not too acidic, and it's not no. not overly complex. Like it's, you can still think about it quite a bit, but it's definitely more refreshing and uh, and bright and like drinking fruit juice on the patio. Oh kind my of thing, god, so. this is like delicious. Like I'm picturing summer day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After yeah, yeah, if yeah. I were to mow a lawn, which I've never done, <laughs> but if I if I were ever to mow to a lawn. <laughs> It's a large backyard. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I'm I'm gonna try to coast this one out for the rest of my life. <laughs> but if I were to mow a lawn, like I feel like I'd love to drink this after. It's yeah. super like juicy. Yeah, 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 big time. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, with all of our beers, like all of our sour beers, um, you'll hear about kettle sours quite a bit, and that's um, that? a, a fairly popular trend in brewing for sour beers, and those involve souring the beer uh, in in the kettle before you ferment it out and the benefit of doing that is that you boil it at the end of your souring and kill off that bacteria that does the souring and then you can ferment it out as normal a lot of breweries will do that to keep the bacteria away from their fermenters and away from their packaging line and stuff like that because Hmm. a bit of bacteria could infect future future beers um, we don't do any kettle souring at all. Um, I find that the flavor of it is kind of one-dimensional, the, mm. the souring. So all of our sour beers still have live lactobacillus in them. 
Okay. Um, like kombucha, like mm-hmm. uh, like sauerkraut and stuff. So I think it's kind of like a health food. Like, I think way. so too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good gut bacteria kind of thing. And uh, yeah, lactobacillus. Yeah. A good health benefits. food. I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I think there's probably a lot of vitamin C and shit in this beer too with all the strawberry, strawberry guava. guava. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all pure fruit prey. Yeah. This is basically fruit, healthy. Fruit, this yeah. is how you yeah, yeah. rejuvenate yeah. your soul. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> look at Nick and I. We're the pictures of health. Oh, I know. Like... <laughs> I love you. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> One of the things that you mentioned was like you're you guys are deciding when you're going to release beers kind of pretty mm. fluidly. How do you make that decision? Is oh, it God. based on how the beer's tasting? Yeah. So you're yeah. doing tastings regularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for all of our stuff, that's um, we do bottle conditioning and can conditioning, which involves when you package it, you add extra yeast and extra an extra sugar oh. source. So we do a, a lot of our barrel or all of our barrel aged stuff uh, is done that way. And so it takes at least three to four weeks for that to actually carbonate in bottle. Um, but after that, depending on the beer, we'll be tasting it every two weeks maybe just to see how it's evolving. And uh, a lot of sour beer goes through a stage where it has a, an off flavor that is kind of like Cheerios. Mm. Uh, and after after it cleans that up, then it's usually good to go. But some beers will take longer to clean up and some beers will will just evolve, uh, take longer to evolve to where you want them. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a matter of just tasting them periodically. Uh, and so similar thing with, with what we have in barrel. Like we never fill a barrel, uh, a wooden barrel with a particular beer in mind. We basically put the same base beer in all of our barrels and then I'll taste them. And it depends on what the barrel was before we got it. So we have some ex-wine barrels. We've got port barrels. We've got gin and yeah. really? all, all kinds of different barrels. Peach so brandy and, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that will dictate what what we do with the beer when it comes ready and then also the different yeast and bacteria we use. So we'll take samples of all of our barrels um, periodically and just figure out where they are in their life, lifeline, mm-hmm. uh, life timeline. Life I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll let the beer kind of talk to us. And, and yeah. um, this we've got another fruited sour that was from barrel and uh, tasting that. And I thought it was kind of neutral with a bit of a cool minerality and stuff. And I thought that would be a good base for that particular fruit. We've had others that are... You taste it, and it for whatever reason it's super peachy. So we think, okay, we're gonna add some peaches to this beer, yeah. and and really let the the beer and the yeast and and the barrel dictate where mm. to go with the beer. We don't we don't we place. don't have a plan from the get go for yeah. for what to do with it. So cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's definitely uh, brewing is definitely like a, a combination of some serious science behind it and and hitting your numbers and stuff, and then it is an art form too to yeah. play around with the flavors and and to do this sort of thing. So. So for the flavoring of the beers and mostly coming from things like if you are putting it in barrels or are you adding things to the beer ever? I mean, like this guy here uh, is just the, the barrel and the base beer. So we didn't add any fruit or anything afterwards. <laughs> Can uh, someone pronounce this for me? Mega Drag. Yeah, that mega one's got a cool story. Yeah. That one's a, a Tell cool. us the story of Mega Drag. Should we try this one next? Yeah, go for it. Do we have it. a bottle opener here? Nick can do it with his teeth, can't he? Oh, yeah, God. just my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got something. So Mega Dregs in early 2018, was it May 2018? Yep. There was a, yep. uh, a big brewing conference in Halifax that was a, sort of a, a Canada-wide brewing conference and an awards thing. And uh, so I knew a, a bunch of different breweries that were going to be in town for this conference. So I reached out to everybody I, I knew that does uh, the sort of wild yeast and barrel-aged and sour sort of stuff that, that we do uh, and invited them around to our brewery and told them to bring a bottle or two of whatever the hell they make that they're proud of. And so, what, probably 30 different breweries showed so, up. Yeah. A ton of different breweries showed up. 
we cracked everybody's beer, drank it all, yeah. uh, shared the beers, drank too much, and then we made a beer together. <laughs> uh, and then we put that base, the base of the beer, into two different barrels. And then instead of adding one particular yeast, we just added the dregs from everybody's bottle. So Hence. because all these other people don't uh, filter or, or yeah. pasteurize their beer, oh. they're still, still living yeast yeah. and bacteria. So this was fermented out by 30 different breweries, house yeasts and house cultures and stuff. So... And I mean, as far as we know, I think this is the first... First one in Canada, first anyway. One I think Canada, it's been done yeah. in, in Europe before. But uh, That's yeah, so, so yeah. Cool. This, this hung out for about a year and a half in barrel before we before we packaged it. Yeah. And, uh, and we sent a couple bar- bottles to everybody we could remember that took part. <laughs> I did have like a sign-up sheet to say, okay, if you're here, write your name down. But I lost that piece of oh, paper. Of course and, you did. Yeah. And then a bunch of people like, yeah. signed their names on the barrel itself and... It, they got it over, off. Yeah, and... over time it gets smudged <laughs> off and stuff. So this is quite a complex sour. Um, yeah. What a neat story, though, behind yeah. this beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mega Drags, we're, tr- we're trying this now. This is darker. How does it smell? Oh, this is, these smell great, first yeah. of all. Like, I am. <laughs> oh, this is like a softer. It doesn't smell as sour, but it smells so delicious. Like, mm. I feel like I'm going to eat candy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely got like a, a Rockets kind of thing yeah. going on. Um. Yeah, it's fairly assertively sour. I get a bit of like a coconut thing from the barrel too, yep. personally. But um, I know I've said that to a few people and yep. they've been like, yeah, absolutely. And some people are like, no, I don't, I don't get I that. Get I the know coconut. Mark, do you? Okay. Mark, Mark, uh, my business partner, can't find coconut in it. And I keep saying it and he's like, no, there's no coconut, no coconut. But uh, this yeah. is like a tropical beer. That's how I feel about yeah, this. Yeah, cool. Right on. I'm loving this. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, but you can see how something like this, like you wouldn't want to crush this after mowing the lawn, but you might want to have this with a nice meal. I have just with fish or... down like two mouthfuls of the, the jamboree really quickly and I tried <laughs> to enter my glass and I had a moment of like, oh my God, that was too much. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, do yeah. not crush this yeah. one in a hurry. Yeah, definitely more of a thinking beer. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like even from this story about the mega drags, like there's quite a community of brewers. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Is it a friendly community? How do you guys interact? It's it's super friendly. Like everybody's yeah. in it for the same reason for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like if uh, if we happen to run out of a particular ingredient or or whatever, we can call up basically any of the other local really? breweries, and, yeah. uh, and more often than not, they'll they'll drive whatever we're after over to us, kind yeah. of thing. And uh, yeah, everybody in the craft industry is in the same same boat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, craft beer still only has, it's something like 5% of the overall beer market share. if that, yeah. yeah. And, and, the, yeah. and the big guys, the, the Coors and the Budweiser and whatever, they've got 95%. So yeah. like we're, it does seem like there's a real boom in craft beer, but volume wise, it's not at all. Minuscule. So, yeah. Absolutely so, so the, I mean, the, the uh, there's Tito's Brewing, brewing in, uh, in town and they named themselves that because of the saying that the rising tide floats all boats. Mm-hmm. That like the better any craft brewery does it kind of lifts everybody else yeah. up yeah. so we're all trying to boost each other and uh and i think yeah. that also extends to the the craft distilling craft yeah. cidery world as well like i mean we have a really totally. decent connection with uh chain yard cider up the street yeah and sourwood too yeah I, absolutely I hang with those guys all and, the time and and a lot of you know you'll have a random question about something weird with some yeah. yeast and and i can reach out to any of my brewing buddies i've got friends in the brewing industry all across canada that i can text in the middle of the night and be like, mm-hmm. fuck, what do I do with this one issue? And then, oh, I ran into that. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. Why don't you do this? And yeah, everybody's super, super open. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a fun industry to be to be in for sure. Everybody's uh, looking out for each other. Yeah. 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 That's fun. awesome. Yeah. 
If you guys aren't drinking beer, what are you drinking? Do you have any other gin? I actually, I, I drink, I drink more gin than I do oh beer. Oh my to god! Be honest. I, I, yeah, it's oh, really? conversation yeah, I'd like, yeah. <laughs> I, I really like gin. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't drink much beer at home, to be honest. I yeah. used to have a kegerator at home with a couple, like beer on tap at home, yeah. and I just wasn't going through forty liters of it at a time. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll maybe have like one beer at home a week, yeah. if that, but I'll have a couple gin and tonics, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a gin guy. Kind of same. Yeah, gin. Yeah. I'll drink some whiskey here or there. But yeah. I'm also not a huge drinker, which is kind of Good counterintuitive yeah. to this whole world. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. What are some of, for in each of your opinions, some of the most impressive regions in the world for beer? Uh, you, you can say Canada as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Definitely areas of Belgium are, are pretty inspiring uh, for the the farmhouse sort of stuff and the sour spontaneous beer. Um, I think uh, even I'm, I'm from Vancouver originally and I think some of the breweries mm. in BC are doing incredible things. Yeah. That said, I, I think the States is the king of beer. They make the best beer and best variety. Uh, I mean, really? It, it, I, I remember when I was first getting into beer, I thought, oh, all, all American stuff is, is Bud White and, and Coors and whatever. But... There's there's so many amazing breweries yeah. doing everything down there. Yeah. You go you like even if you go to one state, even one city. There's such a huge variety of such solid, fantastic and and beer. a wide range too. Like yeah. Think of think of Portland, Maine. You've Absolutely, got, that's uh, where I was. Uh, where my head was. Uh, Oxbow yeah. was doing amazing farmhouse stuff, <laughs> yeah. and and then you've got the super juicy things, and you get some amazing yeah. loggers. And yeah, there's just yeah each each American city has incredible breweries yeah. and uh yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I think the states is making some of the best stuff that's you know not to say that there aren't pockets of incredible stuff elsewhere but uh no yeah the states makes makes the best beer in my opinion and nick what is your opinion uh kind of the same yeah he has to say that though because it works he, for me yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> i only agree with jerry <laughs> i love that it's part of your contract <laughs> Very short contract. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just agree with Jeremy. I'll be back to the sausage flipping. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to see for Nova Scotia or that you're oh, excited God. about happening here? Because it seems like the craft industry here is growing yeah. really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think we we go back and forth with New Brunswick as to mm-hmm. who's got the most per capita, uh, most most breweries per capita in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. As far as what we'd like to see, I don't know. I, I think. We always, you know, we're all about the the nuance and the subtlety mm-hmm. and flavor and stuff like that too. So yeah, again, we'd love for people to think about their beer, think about the the company it's coming from, think about yep. the the community, and think about the thought that goes into, yeah, into they, what's being made and the people behind the beer. Uh, and when when making that purchase at the absolutely. at the NSLC, think about yeah whether you're supporting local mm-hmm. and and yeah and to think about pairing beers with other things than than a hockey game kind of thing and uh, yeah yeah and i think coming from like that tap room and sales side and like the the consumption side of the whole thing it's like changing people's perception around how you consume beer mm. it's more so a, a, a it should be and i think a, like a lot of our opinions is a community sort of driven thing where it should be inclusive inclusive it should be um about discussion it should be about more than just how much can you drink it's more so about like what are you drinking? Yeah. And why are yeah. you drinking that? Yeah. yeah. That's not to say you, you don't have to, you, you can't drink your face off. <laughs> Absolutely not. But yeah. like, we'll, we'll, yeah. still, we'll still do that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think we yeah. have a, a range of stuff that, that, yeah. Absolutely. You, you should discuss some of it and you, and you yeah. should slam some of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
What do you guys think about, well, you just talked about kind of being more inclusive. What do you, what do you think about like women in beer and how do you guys uh, try and kind of get more women involved in absolutely. drinking yeah. beer? Yeah, that's, that's something that yeah. uh, we, we talk about quite a bit. It, it is such a male-dominated industry and, and there's yeah. so much. Um, and I mean, even if you expand that further, like it's a predominantly white male. White cis male. Yeah. Sale, cis male really? industry. Oh, like, big time, big time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of the branding and stuff you'll see some disgusting labels from yeah. from uh from breweries elsewhere that uh just you know chauvinistic excess yeah. sexist and stuff and i think that's changing a bit or there tends to be a bit of an yeah. outcry when that sort of thing happens now but it's still there and yeah. and you go to any brewing conference or brewing yep. whatever it's yep. still so prevalent male. and it, it's it's unfortunate that it's such on the tip of everyone's tongue to speak this way and have this mm. idea around this industry where it should be an equal opportunity employer should be an equal opportunity industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, we at Two Crows try and be as inclusive as possible. But the other half of that is like there's a perception around an industry and often that perception gets fueled a little bit. How do you change that perception? How do you, as a company, create a playing field, create an environment, create a community that kind of breaks that idea? How do you get more people into your door? How do you get more people in your yeah. organization? Yeah, and so that's but but without without doing stupid shit too. You'll see yeah. some some breweries release a beer that's this is a beer for women. Yeah, because it's like it's, that's not because it's a pink can and it's got flowers on it or what, something. Like no, no, it's that's not helping anyone. Women, anybody can drink any of these beers, and yeah. it shouldn't be. Yeah, I feel like you guys should have like a women's tasting night where we come. Like, yeah, we we do have teamed up with the, there's a ladies, ladies beer, beer league. league. Yeah. In, Stop, in yeah. really? Yeah, we teamed up with them. Uh, I've seen months. that. I've yeah. seen that every time. Yeah, they do. They do some amazing events. We yeah. had something a couple months ago that was a, a sour beer tasting at the at the brewery. Um, yeah, yeah, so we do try to team with them, but we're yeah we're it's definitely something we have on our mind, and we're working on a few projects to hopefully. Yeah make ourselves even more inclusive we we try to be as inclusive as possible yeah. but it's also we're a company that's mostly run by white cis, cis white men. dudes with beards yeah. and it's like god damn it like, <laughs> but, yeah yeah but we're like, but we're we're trying to acknowledge that, that and trying to trying to yeah, yeah yeah trying to work on that anyway and yeah it, the industry definitely is dominated by that sort of man uh and and some of the attitudes that go around with yeah. that are are yeah, not not quite right. But. Yeah, not not a healthy environment for yeah. anyone in that industry. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any tips for? Well, fair, we'll have to check one of those out. Yeah, I know we're gonna have to go to a beer league event. Yeah. Do you yeah, yeah, have yeah. any? Yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're really cool. Yeah. I love that. I would love to try. Do you guys have any tips for people who are just getting starting to drink beer? Like, what should we be trying as we begin? I think just try try anything. Start anywhere. Like, walk yeah. into any brewery and and for the most part the whoever's working behind the bar will be able to mm-hmm. guide you in the right mm-hmm. direction because everybody's palate is different too even if, if you've never had beer before you you may still love things with tons of hops in it. i know yeah. at some of the beer festivals we'll have people come up and be like oh i don't really like hoppy beers and then we'll pour them our ipa and, and it's like oh what, shit what's that yeah, yeah. what that that tastes great yeah. but it's got a shitload of hops in it but uh, <laughs> so yeah don't don't let any of your yeah. um maybe preconceived notions yeah. kind of dissuade you from from trying mm-hmm. certain beers have an open mind and chat to whoever's behind the bar because yeah. they're usually pretty knowledgeable about about what they have on yep. offer. We've got a lot of great bars and restaurants and breweries in town. Uh, I mean, go to go to Stillwell and ask them about what they've got on tap and what's on their bottle list. Yep. Uh, and I mean, at any of these restaurants, any of these bars, any of these tap rooms, what have you, like they will one hundred percent give you like a little sample. You don't need to commit oh, yeah. to an entire glass. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you tell someone you like this, 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 and this, yeah. they will try and. 
you know, get an idea of what you're looking for. It's like you go to a, a like a nice restaurant that has a has a solid cocktail menu mm. they create these things yeah they'll, like, they'll work with you yeah say, they yeah, want to know they want to give you the best experience possible so do we it's a like, it's a fun challenge for whoever's yeah. working behind the bar if somebody comes in and says like, i don't really like beer but yeah. uh, i kind of like the flavor of grapefruit and yeah. the flavor of whatever I'm like, oh, okay let me let yeah. me let me work with that i'll give you a little taste of this one it's not for you that's not for you we'll try something different yeah. and and we also like as a as a brewer and and whoever's behind the bar we never get offended if somebody's like, this tastes like garbage. No. Like, it's, yeah, that's fine. Because that, that's your palate. Yeah, you, if you yeah, don't like this, you don't like it, that. It like, doesn't, not every beer has to be for you. Like it's, no. yeah. If you tell Jeremy his beer is perfect, he's retiring anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> tell me I would love to quit. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love God. this. All right. As Ashley said, it's time for one of our favorite times in the show. We're going to play Westie Grabs. This is a made-up game, okay? Okay. So cool. don't you don't have Man, to know how to play. I'm stressed. Cool. Do you have the I didn't cards practice. there, Sarah? Oh, we got the cards here, Ash. Amazing. So it's very easy. You get to sort through this pile, pick a Westie Graham. Who's Westie? Cute Westies. What's the type of dog, man? It, I don't know. I don't, I'm it's not a that dog. smart. I'm really not that smart. It's a West Highland Terrier. They're very cute. They almost all look the same. That's yeah. kind of a controversial They're so opinion. cute. They're so cute. So pick a Westie. Answer the question. <laughs> if you get a question you don't like. Just pick again. Okay. Oh, okay. It's too, too personal or something. Oh, that one of them in there is my favorite. It's like, what's your biggest regret in life? I always love when I best get that Meeting one. Nick. <laughs> that one involves too much yeah. cute. Nick, what do you got? Is weed for you? Ooh, uh, not anymore. Ooh. No, Tell us anymore. more. Oh, uh, as an adolescent, I... Uh, had a great time with marijuana to the point where it was uh, more than an indulgement, and now I don't have much uh, enjoyment from it anymore. So, not for me. Not for you. Yeah. Uh, this is a tricky one. If you had to cut off one part of your body, what part is going? <laughs> oh, God. I love that one. Uh, yeah. Trying to think, like I, I can't do my nose or, or anything like that because I, oh, I need, need that. I'm, I'm on my feet and using my hands all day. I'll go with my ear. I was going to say, I like, could, what about an ear? I could be like, uh, Van Gogh, like Van Gogh, exactly. Yeah. Just people would think I'm a tortured artist or something. And, yeah, <laughs> you are. It might yeah. actually bring more might, might people work. to yeah. you. Maybe I should do it. Yeah. yeah. Anybody got a knife? Let's do it right yeah, now. My car. On yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love this, Ash. I'm, I'm going to let you pick which which do you want. But she already knows which one. No. I'm gonna. No, no, I don't. Really? I want to pick. Are they in a pool? Yeah, there's a Westie in a pool. Yeah. All right. That's the one I oh, you, that was me last week. What part of a kids movie completely scarred you? Oh, that's a good one. Too. Oh Ooh. god. Oh my god. So many guys. If you have an answer to this, the witches. Remember that rolled all witches. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the mouse under the glass. Yeah, yeah. That was a terrifying yeah. movie. I feel like Jumanji. Is that how you say it? That Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji. Terrified. Did it? I don't know if that's a kid's movie, but it terrified me when I was younger. Yeah. What scarred you about it, Ash? I don't know. I think it was just like the combination of the game turning everything into real world, Ooh, real yeah. life. Yeah. Nick, was there any movies um, that scarred you? Oh, yeah. Like last month, I watched Toy Story 4 and that just wrecked me. <laughs> <laughs> when Woody and Buzz got split up for like the rest of their lives, they're... What? Yeah. Sorry to spoil that on everyone, yeah, but like that just wrecked me. That I'm, wrecked me. I'm also upset now and I've never yeah. seen this. Oh, man. I, yeah. yeah oh, that my wrecked God. me. 
Okay. Sorry. Emo- emotional things. <laughs> now that you brought, I think Hocus Pocus really scared me when I was a okay. kid. We went really? since we brought up the witches. Yeah, like uh, there are some moments I wasn't happy what about, about that. What about My Girl? I don't know if that's a kid's movie, but how sad Oh, that, that was devastating. My Girl is when her Macaulay Culkin, a young, yeah, yeah. adorable Macaulay Culkin, dies of bee stings. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was sad. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be allowed to watch that when you're a child. You shouldn't. Ooh. So my Westy Grams, I love this one. I read it and laughed, is what are your three worst qualities? <laughs> 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 so mine for sure. It's so easy. We can rhyme these ones off quickly. Uh, time management. I really struggle with. I will be late. And also it just doesn't seem real to me. I'm too loud in a lot of occasions. And then also I can be bossy and I try not to be. And so, and I try to channel into good ways, but then sometimes I can be super bossy. And last night, Tom and Dave, I was out with two of my friends, we were driving and then like, just by default when I'm not thinking I'm like why are you not turning here it's like <laughs> I could deliver that message without that tone yeah, yeah. And, and those words yeah. <laughs> and the guys always give me such a hard time I always like turn around it's like posse <laughs> anyways those are my three wish qualities I think Ashley do you think that's true well, I don't Ashley. think it's worse, but those are okay. definitely qualities of yours. <laughs> oh, oh, I do, you, do you want to list some more terrible qualities of her? Oh, wait, what? what? No. <laughs> what I think Ooh, you're getting better hole. with time management. I'm getting better with time management. Okay, so is, should we be summing in another worse quality? <laughs> no. Yeah, do we have to pick just three? <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's a great one to end on. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> guys, thank you so, so much for coming in. Oh, thanks cheers. for having me. Thank you very it's much. Been great. Yeah. It's been nice to learn about two crows and beer. Like, I'm now planning, Ash, we're going to have to plan a dinner party together. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We'll have to shoot you guys a message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our- Absolutely. Yeah. And if anybody <laughs> wants to shoot us a message online yeah. or whatever, we're happy to give recommendations on yeah. what to pair with certain meals or whatever. Like, we're, yeah, we're, we're pretty open. We're, yeah. uh, not always the fastest. Where can people respond. find you? Uh, on the internet, we're at twocrowsbrewing.com uh, with a number two on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I answer most of the Twitter and Instagram stuff. Mark mm-hmm. does the Facebook. Uh, yeah. So if you want a more business business related answer, you'll get it <laughs> from Mark Facebook, on Facebook. Yeah. But if you want <laughs> if you want some stupid comment, go to Instagram or, or Twitter. <laughs> uh, or you can email us too. It's yeah. Nick at twocrowsbrewing.com oh, or you. Jeremy at yeah. Two Crows Brewing. Or I'll give Nick's phone number out if anyone yeah. wants it. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> my sin is yeah. uh, No, we are we're pretty open and approachable. We, yeah. uh, we like to think so anyway. So yeah, yeah you can absolutely. if you if you have a particular meal that you're wanting to pair beer with, just shoot us a message and we'll see what we can recommend yeah. or come on by and chat with us at the brewery and, uh, on yeah. Barrington on Barrington on Brunswick, Brunswick Street. Street yeah yeah 1932 Halifax. basically in the in the main floor of a condo building yeah. right there right yeah. next to the uh, Hampton what Hampton, is the Hampton yeah. Suites Hampton and, and uh, like a block Holman north suites, of the, yeah, yeah. yeah a block north of the Metro Center and Citadel yeah. and stuff yep. we love it thank you so much guys we can't wait to come in we're going to come for a thank visit yeah come on by right on sounds good Thanks. thank you Hi, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We love hearing from you. So please let us know what you think. You can email us at rivalandqueen at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. You can find us on all social handles at rivalandqueen. 
Thanks, guys. <laughs>